You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 291 with Rachel Friedman. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Rachel on the show today. We are going to be talking about how to be more calm and yell less with our kids. And I thought this is the perfect episode going into summer break. A lot of us are going to be with our kids a lot more and, you know, it can just get a little bit crazy and you may find that you're not having as much loan time and me time to kind of just, you know, get your bearings back. And so I thought it would be great to hear her journey on where it all started and how she wasn't a mom that wasn't a yeller and how she turned it around and she gives us some tips on what to do. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Make sure to share it with your friends, especially if they feel like they're just kind of at the end of their rope and they're just yelling more than they would like to at their kids and they just feel like everything's chaotic. This is the perfect episode for them. Hey, you guys, before we jump into the show, I want to remind you, have you grabbed your 30-minute free coaching session with me? If you haven't, make sure to do that. If you're feeling a little bit like I'm going into the summer and I don't feel like I'm going to have a routine or habits and I don't want to lose all the hard work and the momentum that I started in the spring, then this is a perfect opportunity to just work with me to get some ideas on what you can do how to stay on track. And especially if you want to lose weight, if you're tired of just being tired, you're tired of thinking about weight loss, food, all of that kind of stuff. This is what I would help coach you on and just give you a plan and give you some tips the moment we get off the call that you can start implementing. So all you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. If you cannot find a time that works for you, email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. Make sure to take this opportunity, you guys. It's free for you. I love giving this to my listeners. It's just a gift to say thank you so much for listening to the show. And as always, I want to just help you guys beyond the podcast. So this is a perfect way for me to help you one-on-one, get you back on track, keep your goals going. And if you're just thinking, I don't even know what my goals are. I, I haven't even started them. This is a perfect opportunity. Don't let the summer just be like, well, whatever. Um, I'll circle back in September. You don't have to go as hardcore, but I think it's really great to just have a plan and it can be a loose plan, but to have some kind of structure as we just go through the summer months. All right, you guys, I can't wait to meet you and I hope you enjoy the show. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Amber. Okay, Rachel. So I love to ask this question. It's the question is for this icebreaker is what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? Oh God. I, yeah, so many things. Um, but I think I would tell like myself as in not like my younger, younger self, but like, just like, you know, my late twenties, early twenties, late twenties, early thirties self <laughs> had yeah. very small children. I would love to tell her it's all going to work out Mm. and just calm down. What do you feel like you were not calmed? Like that that things just wouldn't work out? Oh my God. Everything and anything. I literally look back now and (laughs) I literally was called the sleep Nazi. Um, Like, you know, just like to the point where if they didn't go to bed exactly at the time they were supposed to, and they Mm. didn't have their nap and this or that. And in all truthfulness, they definitely did function better, of course, when they had those naps and did. So it was coming from a good place. But I just would get so worked up inside about it Mm. um, to the point where I was like stressing myself out about things. Now I can see, you know, maybe didn't need to be so. Yeah. 
such a big deal. I totally get that. And that's going to tie into like what we're going to talk about with you today. But like for sure, you know, as moms, if you're really worked up and you kind of like are losing your mind and your marbles, it's like that passes on to the kids, right? And their behavior, like if you are losing it and you're so frustrated and all that stuff, um, the kids pick up on it. And so, you know, if you could like tell yourself like, oh, I would like to be more calm and, and not be so stressed and so tense. Right. And so I, I absolutely love that. And it's so easy to do that when you're a younger um, mother with young kids, because uh, you haven't lived to realize like, oh, it will be okay. So I, that's why I love it. I, I, like asking these questions because it, the answers are just so interesting and fascinating. And it just gives other moms like perspective and some ideas of like, okay, maybe I don't need to be this way um, right. going forward. So I, I love it. Um, okay. So let's get started. Rachel, tell us your full name, where you live and how many kids you have. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's Rachel Friedman. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, not native, but that is where I live now. Mm-hmm. And I have two teenagers. Um, I have a 15 year old and 17 year old. And then I also have three step triplets kids. Oh, triplets. Yes. Wow. And they are 18. So oh, wow. we have my husband and I together, five kids between 15 and 18. <laughs> you know, right. Tell people that are that they're like, of course you were pulling your hat, but yeah, I, I only had the two back yeah. then. I, right. I, I've only been married now to my husband now for about four years. So, but I mean, that's a lot though, still like, I yeah. mean, because they're so close in age and there's triplets yeah. thrown in there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're worse. I won't, I, I never say, I never lie. I don't never lie. I try not to lie. I try to tell the truth here, but, um, it was very sticky in the beginning. I um, would imagine, especially going yeah. into the teenage years. I mean, that's yes. just challenging in, in itself, you know? So yeah. Blending families yeah. is can always be, you know, a complicated process for a lot of people I know as I've spoken to. And when you blend um, a lot of kids at the same age and a lot of hormones. Yes. Oh, goodness. I, yeah. I can't even imagine. It's fun. Yeah. But we got it. <laughs> Again. Okay. So this is why I'm going to be like so excited to talk to you about like why it's um, amazing to just be calm and not yelling at your kids so much. Um, but let's, let's, um, have you share the story of how you got to where you are today to like, kind of just back us up and explain to, you know, the listeners, like how you're able to not like yell at your kids. Like, where did this all start and what did that look like for you? Yes. So I would say that the journey kind of, I guess it started a little over 10 years ago. Um, probably actually even more, probably closer to 15 at this point. Um, I actually got introduced to yoga and I got introduced to yoga actually because my, I was running a lot and my body hurt and a friend introduced me. And what I learned though, over the years through yoga was really how to relax a bit more, how to, you know, just create a little bit of more flow in my life, but really, so I ended up going through a yoga training, uh, 2010. And, um, one of the assignments was to meditate Mm. every day, twice a day. 
And I am the good student, always was a little <laughs> bit of a perfectionist. So when he said you had to meditate two times a day, twice a day, I was like, okay, I better do this. So I pass. Of course, no one would have known, but that was, you know, how my brain worked. And my kids were pretty small at that time. I want to say what that's like, you know, over 10 years ago. So like, I don't know, seven, five and seven or something. Um, and I found at first, of course, I thought it was boring, just really, really telling it as it was. Um, and I didn't think it was doing anything for me. Um, but the more I kept to it, because the training was like six months long, I started noticing shifts. And one of the first shifts I noticed is I just wasn't reacting quite as quickly. Mm. There was like a little bit more of a pause. So I would say that's where the journey really started. Um, and, you know, I was in that world for a pretty long time. And I really do give a lot of the credit to meditation. I still have a very consistent, regular meditation practice. I even noticed recently, I didn't do it one day. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so not myself today. Um, and, but really that introduced me into coaching. Um, and actually found coaching from a podcast. Um, and I was actually just driving to teach a yoga class and I was like, Oh, this is so similar to yoga. A lot of like, not the physical parts of yoga, but the more of the mental emotional sides of yoga. Um, anyone who studies yoga, um, if you're not familiar, there's actually eight limbs and only one of them is actually the physical. The rest of it is really a lot of just like mindset type stuff. And um, it introduced me to the coaching world. And as I started to learn more and more about coaching, added more tools, um, learned how to integrate the coaching with a lot of the yoga, I started to see big, huge changes. And so did my kids. Mm. Like, it literally, I would say in a lot of ways, changed to who I was in a good way, right? I mean, yeah. it didn't it made my life a little messy too, because as I mentioned, I am divorced and it, you know, it brought a lot of things to the surface and um, that I think needed to be brought to the surface to be kind of cleared. And uh, yeah, I'd say it's the combination of um, the yoga and then learning um, coaching tools and then just deciding that this was my path. And I would say I kind of became obsessed with it too. Um, and just wanting to understand it, all of it, the meditation, um, the nervous system and the ways that you, the ways and why we react the way we react. Yeah. I love that. And so you're a coach now, like, so who do you, yes. um, who are your, um, you know, people like who are yeah. you coaching and loving to coach? So my people these days are mostly coaches. I call them the healers. Mm. So a lot of what I do is help coaches. Um, I do get a fair amount of yoga teachers still, mm. I guess, because I've been in that world for so long and I do get, um, some, therapist because um okay. I do have a background in that world and um I help them really be able to help support their clients. So I saw a gap in the industry whereas so when I went to school to be a therapist, which I didn't even mention that part, but um yeah. <laughs> it's a very short-lived profession, but um you had to do 2000 hours of supervision right. before you're actually allowed to go out and really practice on your own. And we don't have that in the coaching industry. And right. I think it is 
unfortunate that we don't because I learned a lot in those years. Mm -hmm. And I think having that support is really, really important. Um, I also find that there's a lot of things I learned through yoga and some things through classical therapy that I think help coaches be able to help their clients more. So a lot of people say, Hey, Rachel, so you're a business coach. And I'm like, it helps your business by being better at what you do. Yeah. I don't know if I classify myself as a business coach. I classify myself as a coach who helps coaches be better so their clients can get better results. Because to me, I like believe I just have this hardcore mission that the more people out there helping people get the results and making the changes, which I've made in my life, the better our society is going to be. So I feel like the more of us out there doing it and doing a really good job at it. And obviously that's kind of a thought and relative, but, um, that really feel like we have, we are equipped with everything we need to help our clients. Um, I just think we make our world a much better place. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, you know, thinking about this, I wanted to talk about, especially because you have teenage kids, um, you know, what has shown up for your kids, especially because they're older versus like toddlers and stuff like that, um, in regards to you coaching and kind of just changing your ways, your mindset, um, what have you noticed in positive ways with them? Yes. And I love this question. Um, so I think I had shared with you, Amber, a little bit before, but, um, just, I'll just share two stories, but, you know, I can remember my son, I was probably about two years ago at this point saying to me, mom, I'm so glad you don't yell so much Mm. anymore. He's like, I just hated all that yelling. Wow. And he is a quieter, more introverted child. Mm -hmm. Um, and that really, really struck me. And at first it was like, of course, my human brain wanted to get a little defensive. Like I didn't yell that much. But then when I sat back and really reflected, I was like, that is such a huge compliment. And he's not wrong. Yeah. I grew up in a family of yellers. That's just kind of partial, partially my default. And, you know, the wiring before the work I've done, I had. And um, yeah, so that what I'd say would be one. And it is um had such an impact, I think, on their lives. You know, I don't know if I shared this with you, Amber, but um, before I got into a lot of this work, I had a lot of struggles with my son, my older one. Um, he was actually not eating. He was considered failure to thrive. And um, it was a pretty emotional roller coaster. Had him on a bunch of anxiety, mood stabilizers from probably the age of like five or six until wow. about 10, mm. um, 10, 11, maybe even 12. And um, he's on nothing now. Um, he was diagnosed with ADD, I don't know, everything in the book. And, um, I really think me changing me, cause I didn't, he didn't change anything really, really affected him, his nervous system. Wow. That re I mean, he's on nothing now and he's got like over four, I mean, anybody whose kid is struggling right now, I want to just put my hand in your hand, give you a hug and say, it's it can be okay. Do the work on yourself and it will affect your children. hundred percent promise you. I mean, my kid has like a 4.2 something. I don't know. I mean, a kid that they said was, you know, so I think it's pretty incredible when you do, do, when you do, do, when you're willing (laughs) to look at yourself and not saying it's all your fault ever. I don't believe it is, but I do think it trickles from like, it's not, you know, it trickles down. Yeah. Yeah. And then my daughter, just the other day, we were driving home um, from a softball game and she's like, you know, mom, I was telling the girls, they kept saying, cause they were losing. Well, we might as well just give up because, you know, <laughs> we all suck and we're losing. And she goes, 
well, if you think you suck, then you suck. (laughs) And of course, we're going to suck and we're going to lose. So maybe we should change the way we're thinking and think if we're good and we're amazing, then we'll show up good and amazing. And I just started to giggle because, of course, that's so much of the talk I have with my clients all the time. Mm -hmm. And I guess I probably have with her all the time and, you know, just don't even consciously realize it anymore. And I just think, you know, she's only 15. And um, she was like, yeah, mom, I just know things. Yeah. My other kids don't. I'm like, well, you're a life coach in the making. It's just started giggling. But I do think it's like, we can actually help our kids navigate life maybe a little bit easier. I mean, let's be real being a kid, even an adult, it's, 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 this world is, a, it's got its challenges and if we can help them. Of course we all, I imagine 99.9% of the people, hundred percent of the people listening right now want to be able to like, of course, why wouldn't you, you know? I yeah. love that. Well, and, yeah. The thing that I wanted to go back to is I, I find it very interesting and I want moms to hear really this again, that are you saying that with your son, like it, like a lot of it came from you, like, or do you feel like he needed to be on the medicine? Um, but maybe you could have came off it faster if you like might've worked on yourself. Like, can you kind of go back into that a little bit? Because, um, obviously, you know, people, some people do need to be on medicine, um, 100%. It, but in this situation, do you feel like you were causing him the anxiety? Is that what you were saying? Or what, what well, were you trying to say? I, yeah, I think it was a mixture. So mm. I would never, I mean, you know, I believe in Eastern medicine. I believe in Western medicine. Yeah. I, I believe in all of it. Sure. Um, I definitely believe in medicine. I do believe he needed that. I do believe medicine can get us over a hump. I told right. I, I used to work when I was a general life coach, because that's how I started. Had a lot of clients with anxiety, but like, no, if you need medicine to get over the hump, take the medicine. Like I yeah. see nothing, I have no problems with it. And I do think sometimes we need it just to get back to that, like, place where we can now access tools. Like right. you can't access them if you're in like complete shutdown mode. Um, so no, I do think that, you know, I think it was a combination of both of us. Honestly, I think we were feeding off of each other. Mm. Um, and I do think he needed the medicine. I do. I do think he's ADD. I still do. I just okay. think he's now learned how to cope with it without it. Yeah. He's, he's managed um, through other tools to be able to understand how he learns and how to help himself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that it was a combination. I think that it was making it worse. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to ever say that it's my fault or anyone's right. fault, but I think it can have an effect on it. Do I think that if I had started that work sooner, maybe he could have gotten off medicine sooner. Maybe, maybe not. I think we would have had a lot. Yes. Yelling and screaming and drama in our home. Mm. Um, but I think everything kind of happens as it, sh- I don't say as it should, but I think that me doing the work on myself also enabled me to support him better. Yeah. It made me to hear him better and slow down and listen and not just react. And I think that is what he needed. Yeah. And something I wanted to um, ask you, like in re- in regards to the reacting and yelling and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, moms that are kind of just flying off the handle, they're kind of just feel so burnt out, tapped out. They're just like, I'm at my wits end. 
Like what suggestions do you have for them, especially if they don't have all these coaching tools and they haven't done all this thought work? What is something that we could give them that's tangible that they can kind of use to kind of help calm them down? um, That like if somebody could have like whispered this to you a long time ago before you went into it, they're like, that would have actually came in handy. Like what, what, what wisdom do you have that you could give to them? Yes. Okay. So I guess one of the things I would say is, and they've probably even heard this a million times. So I'm just going to say it again, just to reaffirm it is your breath, just literally breathing really fully into your nose and then opening your mouth and slowly letting it out. So Mm. what a lot of people don't realize is when you extend the exhale, it actually triggers something in your nervous system to help you relax. So when you breathe in, if you just count like one, two, three, four, make sure when you breathe, not make sure, but when you breathe out, breathe out one, two, three, four, five, six. Your nervous system, it's, it's a signal to your nervous system that it can start to come out of fight, out of like, it's not danger. Right. Okay. Super simple. You can do literally like six or six rounds and you would already start to feel a huge difference. Um, And the other thing I would say is often people hear meditation and it totally freaks them out. I get it. I I would have been the same way over 10 years ago. I would have been like crazy. My brain races. I can't sit down for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And I like to always tell people gift yourself five minutes. And even like, I mean, I started doing this. I think my daughter was like four years old and you know, she wanted my attention 24 seven. So I get it. But like, you just say, mommy's taking five minutes. Mm. You put a coloring book, or if you have to like lock them in the room, like, you know what I mean? Like, so they're safe, Yeah. but just taking five minutes of you time, Yeah. you can call it meditation. You can call it like being in my closet. <laughs> just sit in my closet and do it, honestly. Um, But like really just five minutes of just either breathing or just sitting there and just like, just being really, it can make such a world of difference. And I think we often think it needs to be long in order for it to be effective. And really even just taking five minutes a day where you're telling yourself you're doing this for you is where it makes such the difference because it's you learning to have your own back, you learning to value yourself, you learning to put yourself, like fill your own container. Yeah, exactly. Well, and two, I think a lot of times, you know, moms don't want to take that time. Like even when you were joking with locking them in the room, but um, like, even if you just set them to the side, like in a baby gate, like whatever, to take the time away to kind of just take a moment, kind of even with the breathing, like- You may be thinking, oh, I'm like ignoring them. But like, if you can get yourself in a different state, you will be a better person than if you don't set them aside and you're screaming your head off at them. It's like, which one is more traumatizing, right? Like, hundred percent, right. Which one's worse? It's like, so, you know, because I think so many moms think, oh, I can't do that. Like, I can't put them to the side and just take a moment because that makes me a bad mother. But it's like, yeah, but screaming at them too while you're holding them or something is not like helpful either. And so I think moms have to really think about that. Like it's okay to take a few moments to gather your like 
self and to kind of like reset yourself and, and to show up in a way that will be productive and um, will be less traumatizing. And just, I think moms just feel like they always need to be there, whatever. But then that's the thing. It just runs them down Agreed. to the point that they're like losing their minds. Right. And so um, I also say one thing that um, I don't, I wouldn't say I realized it then, but I can see it so clearly now is doing that for yourself is teaching your kids mm. that they can do that for themselves yeah. to value themselves. You're mm. teaching them. I think it like, you know, as you mentioned before, kids learn best by example, right. and you think it's such a wonderful example to show our kids that it's important to take care of yourself. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, especially as women and, and if you have daughters, I'm not saying that it's not good to show voices, but for girls to see that like, oh, okay, my mom takes time to take care of herself because eventually she most likely will be a mother herself. And a lot of times you do what you grew up watching, right? Like you're like, oh, like I've seen this time and time again, like, um, People who are like, oh, I can never sit down because maybe they saw their mom like she never sat down, right. like she was always having to go. And, you know, but when you, if you were to actually talk to her, that mother, if you could go back and talk to her, she's probably having a nervous breakdown, right? Like, but a child may be thinking, wow, she's superwoman and she can do everything and she never needs a break. And like, she just like does it all. And, thinks that that's normal and that's how she needs to do it too. So um, it's like giving permission to our children to be like, it's okay to take care of yourself because you will show up as a better version of yourself. Yeah. And I think also it's like teaching, like, you know, you can even just call it like quiet time or yeah, yeah. by yourself time. I think it's important that we teach our kids that to how to be by themselves too. I think that's a whole nother subject, but I think too many kids they don't know how to do that anymore. And right. mine are somewhat guilty too. I mean, just like with all like technology and stuff these days, kids don't even know how to be bored anymore. They think they're bored. They don't even really know what bored is. And I think it's, um, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I think it's important to show our kids, to teach our kids and we can do it best by, I think, by example. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're almost at the end of the show, yeah. Rachel. Is there anything else that you would um, want to tell moms that you kind of wish you would have had this yeah. info in your back pocket? I would say, I mean, like mostly what we've, I guess, already said, but really do fill your own cup because mm -hmm. in your own cup, think about a glass when it's empty, it's dry. And that's mm -hmm. what you become dry and brittle. And that's not how you want to be for your kids, for your family, for yourself, and really slow down, do the things that are going to really help you take care of you, because it really will in the long run impact your children in such an amazing way. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Rachel, where can everyone find you at? Yeah. So, um, like Amber, I do have a podcast. It's called the wellness boss. And I do on that podcast, a mixture of tips. Um, you know, some of the things I teach my coaches to help their clients with, but things that just everyday people can use to, to help themselves. Um, so the wellness boss, and then of course, um, you know, on my website, rachelbethcoaching.com and then, you know, RB Friedman on Instagram, all the places, but I would probably say mostly my podcast, um, or, you know, checking out my website. Perfect. All right, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so great talking with you. Yeah, thank you so much, Amber. 